in the last three days, you know, in the last, <laughs> in the last few, I don't know, t- this week, a long, long time ago, I've had three rapid COVID tests. Ooh. I failed two. Hell yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, no, no, hang on, hang on. COVID news is that you have COVID. I said, sorry, hang on. I said that wrong. I said that wrong. Yeah, I, get, I mean, what I meant was I tested positive on two. What? Mm, yikes. Wait, glad so, we're on the boat with you right now. Yeah, yeah welcome. Good. Welcome, guys. Thanks for being here. So the first test, it's all for work. I got, you know, concierge test uh, came to my came to my place, came down to the marina. I was like, told I, you know what I tell guests? If it looks like you're going to the wrong place, you're going to the right place. Yes, um, absolutely. Find me. You'll find me when you find the boats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> True. Just find any grouping of boats at the city. Yeah. I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know my house, did the swab, you know, out on the street. And come to find out, show up to work this morning. Have I mentioned that I worked today? My God. <laughs> um, no. You know, the guy's like, okay, you know, everyone's my getting their COVID tests. And, you know, he gives me one. I just don't come. I know he knows I had one a day before and I know so maybe that's how they're doing it. This company's deciding we're just doing it a day before to get rid of anybody who has positive so they can restaff them and not shut their show down and do it on the day. Makes sense. Extra cautious, sparing no expense. I get it. I wait my five minutes and he's like, can you wait over there for me? <laughs> um, <laughs> as everyone's being cranked through and he's like, um, well, you're going to do the, the uh, fancier test. Mm. Uh, and he brings over the machine that has to be plugged into the wall. Cause you know, they're just doing ones where you swish and then like basically in, mm-hmm. into a device. That's basically a test strip, you know? Yeah. The magic gate ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Electricity is now being introduced. Yes. Now he has like a, a, yeah. a box that, uh, the, the goo is, you going have, into you have to put your, you put your hand in. into yeah. the box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the so he makes me do the gum jabar or whatever. <laughs> um and uh and then he's like, "Yeah, this one's going to take a half an hour, so just um, Whoa. go away." <laughs> <laughs> and so uh when that came back, he's like, "Oh yeah, those first two um yeah, they said you had COVID." But I was like, "Oh, you said you were vaccinated. It's probably just that." And sure enough, the, the the fancier test, the like, what he said, he was like, yeah, this is like a thousand dollars a pop. Um, Hell yeah. So the, the fancier one. Um, so and, this uh, production's already losing money by having you there. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, no, but then so. So, yeah. So I the two quick tests, the five minute tests, like I failed. I got I tested positive. And but luckily the guy, you know, doing was like he knew he knew. See, I told him I was vaccinated and. Wait, um, so you just, had two you had three tests and two out of three were positive. Yeah, exactly. So the final Craig. one, the fancy one, came back <laughs> negative. Came back negative. The good one, the one that doesn't the one that don't miss came back negative. And I guess what it is. No, is, I want um, that one twice though, or else the odds still aren't yeah. in our favor. Like uh, two two I don't knows, like this. Two knows and a yes means yes. <laughs> um yeah, exactly. Uh, but I guess it's he, the theory the going theory is on these simpler tests. It could be it's the vaccine, you know, because you're developing antibodies and, and other mm-hmm. things related to, you know, like structures that are like the virus. In your well, body, and you've so. been around other vaccinated people who are sloughing off the. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're shedding. We're shedding uh, yes. vaccine yeah. material. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Just like. <laughs> 
<laughs> sloughing her skin off like fucking the fly. Like, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, there's a little lore to the wise. You know, if you take like a, the quick and dirty um, tests, who knows what that means. But like, yeah, yeah you could test uh, positive because Basically, of the Basically, if you test positive for COVID, do not accept that. Do not believe them. <laughs> Always get a, a second opinion. Or Dude, just accept it and get 14 days off work. I mean, yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know, now there's going to be an asterisk next to your paycheck. <laughs> and in my case, I've had 14 days off work right. recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was one day of work that I, I honestly, at that point, they already called me in. If it turned out I had COVID at that point for the big test, they still would have had to pay me for the whole day. So I, I was thinking about that going like, yeah, it's that, that, not, not bad. Too bad. Yeah. Though I do have work like in a week or two that I should probably do. One day of work. One day of work this week. Just One day on out, two no, weeks No off. unemployment. Yep. Just I would have got the same amount. Damn. Taking the unemployment. but And I had to do like the first real day of work I've done in like a year. Wow. Like, not like the, the like joker shit the like goofing uh, off shit that i usually do like mm. on these like random days that i work like i had to work today like i was i had responsibility oh, wow. uh, i was <laughs> like i oh, like a reminder that i'm a bad employee i'm not good at my job <laughs> wait uh, did you fulfill the cool guy uh ness you needed to fulfill or no oh yeah this yeah, was yeah. the show that <laughs> i i I tweeted about this, but I was texting with Cassie at the same time. I was like texting with the the person who did the hiring. Oh yeah, was, like I saw texting this. me and like about the raid, like blah blah. You know, yeah, great, sounds good. And I text. I think I'm texting Cassidy, and I say, "Well, yeah. great, I have to work one day for less than I'd get in unemployment." <laughs> no, but I was actually telling <laughs> the coordinator who was hiring me. Hell yeah. <laughs> and just, just finesse it. Be like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. I love to be working. Shades emoji. You know, yeah. this is some person who's like probably in like Portland or L.A. Like who I've never met. Who's just like the basically filling the H.R. function. It literally was just like fucking prick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. weirdo. Um, but uh, yeah, finessed it. Well, did the day work? I mean, got I, through it. Media, me, absolutely mediocre employee. Um, you know, I. It was needlessly hard job. It was like it's also the sun is out. Like I was yeah, out in the sun a lot of day. I probably got a sunburn despite slathering up multiple times and transitioning to a hat when we were out at wow. Jefferson Park. But um, but like yeah, just like took it out of me like i didn't get home till you know nine o'clock like or eight it's 8:30, true so. yeah so everybody look for greg in the new soderbergh film um <laughs> yeah, yeah. i was not i was not working for soderbergh they, those people don't come. yeah greg is contagion in contagion <laughs> too <laughs> he's in contagion too yeah. uh well greg it's nice to see that you took uh joseph robinette biden's words to heart and you're not trying to game the system anymore. Mm -hmm. No, listen <laughs> out to work. No, the unemployment, like they, they, I, I never have any problem with unemployment. They, they're not kicking me off. And I'll tell you why. I've had an open claim every day of the last like nine years, either in Washington <laughs> or uh, California. And you know what? I am always taking that work. Sometimes it's one day, sometimes it's two days a month, and I'm saying yes to those jobs, and I go in and do them, and I don't get unemployment those weeks. So, you know, uh, and I'll just keep on doing that um, forever, presumably. Joe's nice. proud. <laughs>
the Biden that boy. Yes, well, the show that you are listening to is Mechanical Freak, and you are welcome. We're broadcasting live from an opulent skybox high above the field at T-Mobile Park in Seattle, Washington, that city of the future on the bleeding edge of neoliberal dystopia today, where we've come to see (laughs) if we can salvage our contract with the Mariners this season after our ostensibly talented freaks hired on as hitting coaches in exchange for free food at Edgar's Cantina have managed to hold half of the roster below the dreaded Mendoza line. That's right. We're on the show. Uh, Cassidy's here. Hi. Greg, Brian, and myself, Colin, are here. Munya is traveling, living his, his best life. Best everyone's best life. life. Yeah, living just flexing all over us. Yeah, seriously. <clears throat> I actually don't acknowledge him. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing too well. Yes. No, uh, I told Greg that we should make one of his like new Insta pics, just like the cover for our podcast, and we'll just get way more listeners. Like, yeah, that's yeah. probably true. We'll just say He's that's just what we all cool look guy. like. <laughs> yeah. So if you're listening to this episode, if you're tuning in because you saw the image on Twitter and we're like, <laughs> yeah, we're sorry. I don't know what that live coming <laughs> off that. Yeah, that guy. Uh, he's there doing that yeah. thing. This is us. No, you know, yeah, sorry. You, you get Whoops. the inverse of that. Yeah, we also all have abs, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody. Some, somewhere under there. Yeah. Wait, wait. Can I tell a story really quick? So when we were canvassing a couple weekends ago for Nikita, Roy um, like sincerely asked Greg if he had abs. And it was like the funniest <laughs> moment of my life. I, I mean, I just like his <laughs> good friends. Roy, I mean, he's so sweet. What a we sweet, love you, Roy. What, what a sweet, simple man. Yeah, that's very. <laughs> he very wanted to kind. get advice from Greg on like how to get abs. Oh, okay. I don't know. This this can't. I mean, he had to have been fucking with all of us, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. He's just like such a sweet, sincere boy. I'm not sure. He is. He is. Anyways. Well, that, yeah, that's a very nice... Shout out Roy, who's listening to this. Very nice compliment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we have a very big show today. All kinds big of stuff. Big things happening. Big, big things. Uh, probably going to talk some some Gates family drama, some Durkin, the Dirk Manatee, as we were calling it before we started taping, and maybe some policing things. Um, and we're going to start with the Gates, the Gates news. Uh, as we know from last week, the Gates have decided to call it quits because they basically hate each other. Um, all kinds of stories have come out in the wake of that tweet. And I feel like some that we sort of called one way or another. Yeah. Well, that's that's what's interesting, right, is that so we speculated a bit about their divorce. We had a little bit of fun, but ultimately we came to the question of like why at that age with that amount of wealth would you even bother getting divorced and details have started to come out (laughs) (laughs) um well like let's like so first of all like i mean i tried to like invent a guy to get mad at last week who was going to be like well you know maybe she melinda is you know just disgusted with bill bill's position on the vaccine uh, you know, patents and, you know, and I think while, as we said last week, like the idea of her like distancing herself politically from the sort of uh, Malthusian reality of the 
the Gates Foundation like work around the world is bullshit. It's clear that at least she is using this timing as like a, mm. a way to distance herself from what is forget the actual like beliefs and the political positions and the motivation of Bill Gates like defending uh, IP law like down you know to the drawing a, a hard line in the sand clearly making like an enormous political blunder uh, that's just becoming more and more clear stepping on all the rakes yeah mm-hmm. like I mean is he just like just too naturally evil to not have got this one like in the 90s it's like he's going mm-hmm. back to like 90s bill it's like he was like clearly like comically laughably evil and he got us he got slapped back and like he's been on this like giant like philanthropy uh uh apologia tour for the last 20 years and then is he just like did he get just like too full of himself again and think like oh i did it i pulled the wool over their eyes like i can just like come out and defend my the you know my like imperative position of like ip law because I, i'll get away with it because i'm bill gates and then not realizing as everyone around him is going like uh this 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 isn't going well. Like you're, you're the asshole here that, you know, cause look, Biden, ha- the Biden administration has come out. That's probably largely bullshit, but they have come out and said, Oh yeah, well, you know, we're going to kind of do well, something different well, about that. Support for getting rid of these, uh, IP barriers has now reached such a critical level that the Biden administration at least has to pretend to, to pretend to say life. something right. Yeah. They've, they're, they're they do something to it, but like they're at least having to come out, and make it clear because if you're not saying anything, if the status quo, it, it sounds like you're uh, taking the Gates position because he's made mm-hmm. himself the global face of fucking rank, like squeezing every last drop of money out of these vaccines and the whole vaccine rollout in for the pharmaceutical companies uh, without any sort of rational exception for the fucking situation the world is in and he's made himself the face of that and his like extreme position has become like the the position that everyone associates with it so yeah the u.s government is literally having to come out and go like yeah i mean we're actually we're gonna we're gonna review that that's how fucking like fucked he's made himself here yeah i my general feeling on this after hearing his initial comments in interviews pointedly asking him about why he's against it is that he was kind of doing the raised finger. Well, actually you're all stupid and it's not that simple, which I think was a, as you're touching on, I think is a political misstep Yeah, Mm -hmm. because maybe it's true. I mean, it's probably not true, right? (laughs) But like maybe it's true, but it doesn't matter because it sounds horrific to anybody that's listening, Yeah, whether it's true or not. Um, and I don't think he was expecting that because he's used to being or believing he's the smartest guy in the room, no matter what other people believing that. Right. Well, he's been worshiped as a, you know, God on earth now for 20 years. So it's not shocking that he buys his own bullshit and probably (laughs) overstepped a little bit. Uh, I think the interesting thing though, that happened was we had this New York times piece that came out saying that uh, there might have been trouble in paradise for quite a while. Yeah. And that basically laid out, although in the 
kind-hearted way that the New York Times will do when they want more Gates money in the future. <laughs> uh, kind of laid out the story of, uh, you know, Bill and Melinda might have been, a, you know, maybe this is just the latest step in a continuing power struggle within uh, this family that apparently gets to control all of our fucking destinies and they're having palace intrigue, which I thought was interesting take. Yeah, definitely. Did we? Do we want to read that or just... I don't, I don't know that we need to read it. I think yeah. we just talk about it. Yeah, that was fascinating because the gist of this is that at the time of the foundation of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Melinda was largely in charge of operations because Bill was still day-to-day at Microsoft. And at some point, Bill left Microsoft. And when he came to the foundation, his influence kind of overshadowed her own. And as Brian mentioned, they each began building their own empires within the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So I believe they each have their own separate arm, which is Mm -hmm. distinct from the foundation, but part of it. So they doing each one of their own biddings, like working and hers is working on preventing Africans from having more children. And (laughs) and his is is like giving them toilets. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And that um, she was very, upset about him overshadowing Mm -hmm. her role there and then him taking over communications in the annual letter that he wouldn't even let her put her name down and then there was there was one funny wouldn't let her sign her name on one funny detail that they wrote it together and he still like wouldn't put her name on it and and i guess she mentioned in her book that came out what in 2018 or 19 that uh when they wrote that joint letter together that she thought they were going to have a divorce. So yeah. Letter. Yeah. Um, oh, so, so apparently didn't go well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Which, by the way, is the thing that we know about Bill Gates is that one, he likes to cut people out of things. Oh yeah. Um, and two, that he uh, is a giant piece of shit. He was <laughs> controlling piece of shit. Uh, not to say that Belinda is any better, but what we're seeing is a battle at the top of this massive organization that is, you know, in charge of all these different things. Right. uh, Belinda, you know, from the New York Times piece since 2013 was demanding sort of a greater public presence for the organization for herself and essentially wanting to kind of like uh, co-share the celebrity uh, with Bill. And Bill was not thrilled about it. And I'm going to say with some of the other information we're about to say, (laughs) I think Melinda's doing a hostile takeover (laughs) of this organization. And I kind of joked about this with some friends who come over on the weekend, but we might be transitioning to instead the Bill and Melinda Gates foundation, uh, the Melinda Gates foundation, or just the Gates foundation with the, uh, inherited, you know, the thing that Bill's not around. (laughs) That's so cool. And so, Basically, the other little bit that came out, uh, you know, along with the sort of power struggle piece was in um, uh, the Daily Beast sources close to Melinda Gates read her publicist (laughs) leaked a story that Melinda was furious about Bill's Epstein connections and that she had told him stay away from that guy. And Bill just did it anyways, which was then followed by. Further leaks that uh, when the his connection to Jeffrey Epstein had broken, that Melinda had basically started talking to divorce lawyers at that point. Now the thing when is, when it became public, public his connections yes, 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 yeah, to public, yeah. 
In 2019. Uh, Epstein became public. Yeah. Yeah. So again, coming back to a thing she's always known about or is yeah. culpable in, but as it's becoming public or as it's turning against Bill, she's yeah, finding I, her way to disassociate. Yeah. So what should be absolutely clear here is both of those stories are from her Oh, publicist. yeah, without a doubt. Like, so these stories are from her case. So this is information she wants out yeah. there. From the palace right. eunuch yeah. who uh, yeah. speaks to um, <laughs> magazines and newspapers on her behalf. And, you know, obviously touching on the Epstein stuff is the instant nuclear option because it implies a couple of things. One, you're immediately bringing all that shit that got pushed out of the news by Gates <laughs> yep. itself. You're bringing it all right back to the front page. And at the same time, you're, I mean, I don't know how for Bill's camp, he's supposed to. I mean, we to bring that shit up every time Bill Gates is mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that he has probably <laughs> fucked, uh, children allegedly fucked, Epstein. probably allegedly fucked children. And then. mothers and daughters at the and same time. And mothers and daughters at the same time at uh, one of Jeffrey Epstein's estates. But yeah, it was largely yeah. quickly sort of brushed aside like, uh, oh, like, yeah, you know, uh, there were some curios. There were w yeah. some interesting scenes which were witnessed by Bill that he was flummoxed by, but that, you know, he was just like every other uh, very rich, very smart guy who that uh, yeah, he's, he's somehow Epstein a world... hung around, which is just like he couldn't get rid of this guy. He You know, he couldn't yeah. get rid of Epstein. He just kind of came around all the time and you went to his house for parties for some reason. Yeah, he's a world straddling genius, but couldn't figure out Jeffrey Epstein and what his deal was. <laughs> but yeah, and the thing is, Bill Gates is exactly like all of the other rich, uh, supposedly very smart guys who Ep he's a fucking Epstein idiot. hung out with in that he probably fucked kids. <laughs> well, the, so just to continue that thought or to finish that thought real fast. I think the only interpretation of this for Bill's camp that you could possibly imagine is this is a veiled threat. It's oh absolutely yeah, a yeah. veiled <laughs> nuclear threat. Yeah, like, mm -hmm. yeah, like yeah. I have things, I know things. Yeah, um, and you know one of the things about this Epstein stuff coming back too is that I kind of wondered if I mean obviously lots of people must know about Bill's relationship with Jeffrey Epstein, right? Like details, right? Yeah. And I do kind of wonder more, if more eunuchs, if people, if the vaccine stuff made enough people pissed off that at least one of them was like, has started to be like, well, you know what? Maybe I am interested well, that's in the telling thing. some the, stories. The, whole, the, <laughs> the script has flipped on yeah. Bill Gates. He has fucked himself. Yeah. He has the goodwill. He has pissed it away. Yeah. He has like told the world, fuck you. I know better. Mm. Uh, in, at, in the worst possible time, and yeah, that's look. This is how you. This is how empires. This is how dynasties topple. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, he made a classic miscalculation, a blunder, and now the knives are out. Because you know, when you're <laughs> when you're an emperor like this, if you're stupid and full of yourself and think you're the smartest, uh, like little like godling on earth. Uh, you forget that you're actually only propped up by an a, a vast network of people who have already gotten a lot of money out of you and actually don't need you around to survive. Uh, and if you like become, po uh, you know, poisonous, uh, they're going to turn your back on their back on you. Yeah, the I guess the eunuchs will go find another emperor. His kids uh, have turned against him too. According Whoa, to TMZ. really? Yeah, they, oh, TMZ says that. Uh, they have chosen Melinda in the battle and that they are furious with him. Um, so, I mean, 
Furious That's o- pretty amazing, say over actually. what? No, of course not. No, but I mean, I think it can yeah. be implied. Like, well, I think yeah. When you when you combine that information with the leaks about like the Epstein stuff and everything like that, I, I think that a picture could be drawn. Whether it's true or not, it can be easily drawn by the reader. I'm drawing it right well, now. Well, that ends. Uh, no, because it's like I mean, think about it. These like mm-hmm. 18 and 21 year old kids, like they're not going to be furious over some like drama with uh, you know the foundation or yeah. something. But like they might be furious over some fucking nasty Epstein shit. Like mm-hmm. I mean, I could see. I could. I don't know. I could see rich kids like siding with a parent over in a power struggle of like but the this point stuff is, of like, is like they don't have to side with dad is what i'm saying like it, mm-hmm. yeah they yeah. they don't have to rely on him at this point so yeah 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 and i mean uh there was another story that came out that bill is now in hiding and seclusion <laughs> on his estate that is apparently inside a country club yeah for oh. billionaires yeah oh. so uh cool I mean, I think that Bill is being put into ruling class timeout. Yeah. I think he's gotten out of it before. Yeah. Well, in the Gates, and the, and the thing that people have to remember he's, too, is he can, he's still got money to buy his way out of it. Well, and the Gates Foundation is too important to the ruling class. It's not going anywhere. What I, what I am guessing, so some people are getting excited, like maybe we're going to finally get the Epstein dirt. No. You're not going to get that. No. I'll tell you that right no. now. You're never, no. you're never getting this. But I think what we're probably heading towards, and there were some hints about this, is once again a managed settlement between these two people fighting for control of this organization. I think maybe a Warren Buffett or something like that is going to step in and basically mm-hmm. sit them down and a deal is going to be struck that probably is going to involve Bill stepping back. Stepping back and stepping forward. No, and like there's never going to be any accountability for Bill Gates. It's just going to be like you need to be quiet, like step Mm -hmm. out of the the public eye and just like shut up. Like, yeah, yeah. you'll you'll be quiet until maybe your time can come again. But like, right, you're you're still going to pay up. That's that's the the deal will be you still have to get keep giving the same amount of money, if not more, to Mm -hmm. rehab your your image over the next 20 years you need to make double whatever you're giving now in his job you know like you need to speed up your giving pledge and shut the fuck up yeah. and melinda will now manage the massive amounts of money you are giving to the foundation and you will step out of it and then you know when i can't remember who maybe munia brought this up last time but uh they or maybe we did it off mic but the example of I think what we're about to see is the example that was with Jeff and uh, McKenzie. Mm-hmm. And so it, amongst certain like lib circles who watch too much TV, mm-hmm. my father, uh, <laughs> like Jeff Bezos, another like literal fucking Bond villain that nobody likes, has, you know, he, the stuff that Amazon has done and things like that has gotten a little bit of a whitewash by McKenzie now becoming the. Uh, girl boss uh, philanthropist or whatever Mm -hmm. and I think we're about to get a girl boss wash over the Gates Foundation oh absolutely put up front yeah all the same evil will still happen in that organization because it actually is serving a critical role but it uh, it'll it'll get sort of uh, a new veneer I'm with her <laughs> Age of the girl boss begins. Yeah. Uh, it's funny though that you bring up 
Warren Buffett because I believe it's the New York Times piece that at the beginning mentions they timed the divorce announcement for just after Warren Buffett's annual song and dance so that he wouldn't have to address the schism. Yeah, they also timed it for when the mar- after the markets closed. Too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is what's so funny about this whole thing. Like, one that we'd spend this much time talking about. I mean, it's, there's lots of this funny about it that we're talking about, but like, there actually is an impact on millions of people's lives uh, created by this fucking stupid divorce. Yeah, and yeah, you know, which they acknowledge by do by announcing it after markets closed and yeah. things like that. And that uh, that is one of many reasons why capitalism is bad. <laughs> Like that shouldn't be. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's two other things I wanted to bring up that you, one that you touched on, Brian, the daily beast piece, which we'll link to in the notes is pretty incredible because it does implicate maybe five or six very high level Microsoft Mm -hmm. employees and connections, which I'd never heard previously to Epstein specifically. Um, so it's worth a read. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like uh, that's what I mean about when you read this piece, you should remember that this is from Melinda Gates's camp, right? And it is like it is fucking knives out. Like she, yeah. this is a hostile takeover. Yeah, that foundation. and they they wasted no time. It yeah. was maybe the next day, yeah, yeah. within a day or two. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other thing that does also sort of bolster, I think, the position that we're taking here is that. Bill Gates, Bill Gates has transferred $2.4 billion in stock mm. to Melinda already. And we had speculated, though I haven't read anything about this, that there's probably some kind of prenup and maybe mm. she isn't entitled to a whole lot by law. So but. I read that they did not have a prenup, but okay. that they like with their um, divorce like papers or whatever, um, they like submitted a like basically an appendix that was like they have already come up with a settlement so okay. yeah yeah and i'd heard that they'd had a post-marriage contract that yeah and all this I mean, I as you is, do like, yeah realistically i mean we talked about this last time but this this is not a marriage between two people this right. is a this is a dissolution of formed. a biz- corporation yeah. 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 yeah which means that paperwork existed already and all that. Yeah. i mean it's just it is insane to think that they did not have contracts drawn up and all this kind of stuff prior yeah. No, and again, this has been going on for like what two yeah. or three years at this point. Minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it sounded. Didn't they meet Epstein in 2013? Yeah. Yeah. Like 2012, 2013. Which yeah. the information that she is disseminating suggests that she immediately hated Epstein, and the yeah. the Daily Beast piece quotes somebody that says Epstein was a horrible monster that you would hate even if you didn't know that he was having sex with children so which uh, by the way they did know because he'd already been convicted of but the the thing is is that yeah I mean that's the other thing is she released this information and it has two pieces one Bill Gates is probably way more involved with Jeffrey Epstein than even we know and two Melinda Gates queen is definitely not (laughs) always hated him yeah Yeah. Yeah. he was always bad yeah Yeah. so like that. Yeah. Yeah. uh, You know, I mean, something, you know, Hillary obviously could never do this because she was constantly with Epstein at things. But, but you know, it'll be interesting. I mean, the other thing, too, is if Bill's able to perform some sort of miracle and actually like uh, push Melinda out of the equation, that could be very entertaining as well. So I guess uh, stay tuned. I mean, this is a guy who knows how to 
pull out the knives. Okay? Yeah. Like, well, but, when he certainly has loyal, you know, ruling class members as well that yeah. like him. So, I mean, you know, it's but not, not he's also possible. Like he is like a, a long term, like strategic guy. So like he he has in the past known when to back off too. You know, so who knows? Though it yeah. does kind of kind of look like we're getting sad Bill. Totally. Like sad yeah. Bill's coming out. He's in a sunken it. place. Yeah, he yeah. is definitely in a sunken place. <laughs> They're going to uh, hit him with that weird, uh, like, stroke gun that they hit Bill Clinton <laughs> with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, is he going to lose that paunch and, like, get, like, yeah. like gaunt and uh-huh. go vegan? Yeah. Oh yeah. They, they can give him that wasting disease. That they <laughs> they got to load him up with polonium <laughs> like they did to Bill Clinton. <laughs> yeah. God. Well, I guess we'll see. Huh. Poor, poor Billy G. He loses his father, and now this. Well, maybe from one fallen idol to another. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next big story is this. Right here at home. This Durkin. Um, Durkin deletion of all of her texts from a very critical point in time from the last summer. And I think the first reporting that we saw on this was from the Seattle Times. And all we knew is that texts were missing at that point, but more and more information has been slowly coming out, including a pretty funny big bit today. Um, I didn't see the thing today. Yeah. Well, yeah, the basic long and the short of it, right, is that in early June, right, on June was 8th or 9th, yeah. is when the yeah. East Precinct mm-hmm. was abandoned. And everybody in the city has been basic, when asked about this, has just kind of shrugged their shoulders and said, who knows how these things happen. (laughs) And astonishing. And so naturally, every press agency and also individual reporters has asked, made a public records request for all communications from this time period, which is, of course, a thing you're supposedly allowed to do. Right. Yeah. And uh, mysteriously, all of Durkin's communications, uh, one, were never revealed, although we'll get into the KUW one, which is pretty interesting, but we're never, basically, we're never revealed. They've all vanished into thin air. Who knows where they are? Probably an accident. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so an accident. basically, Durkin's text messages, like, went away from the end of June, 10 months back, but like, Shortly, was it? See, I had all I had read all this stuff and made these notes, but now I'm like all like dead from work. Was it Aww. like two days after the first um, uh, records requests came in? That is like, <laughs> wow, uh, yeah, so that's of so that, okay. So, this was in the KUOW story, right? So, the KUOW story, she's is so fucking craven, it's amazing. So, basically, like, oh my god, two days after the precinct uh, was abandoned, well, in, in the late, in late in. June. Yeah, and then and then several the, days after that, they were, they basically claimed that two days after this whole thing happened, she had uh, changed phones and they were all lost. Yeah, for the previous ten months. Yeah, <laughs> which uh, is astonishing. So this is not just the abandonment of this precinct that was mentioned in specifically called out in the Seattle mm-hmm. Times article, rightly because it is an absolutely yeah. bewildering thing that happened that <laughs> no one has given even a remotely plausible or even attempted <laughs> yeah. an explanation <laughs> no, to it. And they're just not even given one at all. They well, it's literally not just, just that. Shrug their shoulders shrug. The whole, yeah. It's for the 10 months prior, which includes the whole earlier yeah. month of June, which includes right. fucking, you know, the entire time when they were gassing people yep. downtown yep. and on the hill mm-hmm. um, and beating protesters and members of the city council. And, yeah. like, and then come to find out, oh, uh, 
Carmen Best and uh, Scoggins, the fire chief, uh, their text messages are also deleted for, <laughs> oh, we don't know why. We weren't so, uh, forensically able to ascertain yeah. <laughs> why uh, yeah. the their messages are also gone. Probably a coincidence. Yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, to, 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 yeah. So basically everybody immediately was asking. I mean, the I think the precinct abandonment came up a lot because every news agency was like, we want everything around this time period. Right. Because it was this thing that the, they basically the mayor had, refused to answer any questions. And, about. The, and the, so, I mean, and so, but the thing is, is so let's, let's talk, let's like walk this through a little. So they basically, they're making this request. The, as even KUOW was willing to say, which is really astonishing. You know what fucking nerds uh, work at KUOW was like, yeah, they told us that uh, she just lost her phone or changed her phone like two days after this very important event. And, and like even Kato was like, that seemed implausible. <laughs> but the other thing that was crazy was that they had sent them what the mayor's office later would say were reconstructed texts from this time period <laughs> uh, built together like uh, like the penguin and Batman Returns, <laughs> like, you know, just connected with tape, you know, on a shredded file. Nice. But these reconstructed texts from other people's phones, from other basically. people's phones, but had never told like KOW mm -hmm. or any of the other reports that these were, re you know, quote unquote, reconstructed texts and were, in fact, just made up. Right. It, it, well, or at least yeah. were uh, no reason to think they're complete. Also, I yeah. guess in the in the rules, maybe the law in Seattle, like they have to be if you, you have in records, you know, these sunshine laws that you do have to say if you're recreating a record yeah. that is gone now. And basically, so they went around to all the people. They were like, oh, these are all the people Dirk and texted. So they got those side of the text messages and they typed them up and they gave them too. But of course, we there's no. It's clear, like, they're hiding something by not telling them this. So it's, right. like, natural to think, like, there's no reason to imagine they've given them everything. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is... And so then this is... Uh, this is found out because uh, some whistleblowers in the sort of... Uh, in the city's, like, process for reporting this stuff just got so pissed off about it eventually that they came forward... Yeah, so we have a couple quotes from the Seattle Times piece, which I believe this was the first one, which says public records requests were mishandled after Seattle mayor's text went missing. Whistleblower investigation finds. The first quote is, Chen decided the mayor's text should be excluded from 28 relevant requests. The investigation like found. I think deputy mayor. Okay. Chen, one of the yeah. deputy mayors. The thing that should be noted is that still uh, yeah. I can't remember what her first name is, but Chen has uh, been previously reprimanded for mishandling uh, communications. Nice. Essentially, this is not the first time that Mayor Durkin has uh, destroyed communications <laughs> yeah. that might incriminate yeah. her. Uh, incriminate her. Yeah. And uh, Chen has actually been by name and publicly reprimanded for uh I mean, they say it nicer, but destroying internal communications <laughs> to keep the bear from, uh, you know, culpability. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to talk more about that, but I'll finish this quote. Yeah. So Chen decided the office should provide the recreated text only to requesters who asked for Durkin's communication specifically 
as opposed to mayor's office communications and only to requesters who asked for communications, in quotes, as opposed to correspondence, also in quotes. So basically, when you're filing public records requests, you don't necessarily know, you don't know, uh, give me the text from this minute between these people. No, you're saying, I want all your records Mm -hmm. of this type around this time, around this subject. And so this is total this is all subjective shit that you know if you're trying to hide something you can go oh uh, you didn't ru- use the right word that I wanted you to use mm-hmm. to uh, and so you can narrow this net of what you dump on them and that's what the city was doing and eventually the people like the uh, people who were being asked to do this eventually came forward uh, and told the press um, that they were fucking them in this way. But what's also funny is uh, um, uh, there's a quote, the quote from Durkin in that article is, um, you know, the mayor believes all her texts, (laughs) calendar entries and emails should be available and quickly produced as in like, oh, gosh, this is just oh, this is just so. I'm so annoying that I lost all my text yeah. messages because we really, you know, we really want to get because this stuff out. Because in this mayor's office, we believe. That, <laughs> that. We can just see in the office. It'll be like, <laughs> you know, uh, where are the texts? You don't have them. And they're just like, oh, I know. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, uh, they should yeah. be here. Yeah. I mean, uh, and it should be noted, too, when we mentioned that uh, they had given at least KUW, maybe some other press, these recreated uh, recreated communications or whatever they want to call it. Uh, these organizations were not told this by the mayor's office at any point. This is something they literally <laughs> learned from a whistleblower. The mayor's office was perfectly happy to have them operate under the illusion that they had given them actual original it's documentation. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do like to think that they were given a whole bunch of letters, like all the chain mail that Durkin has been a part of. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's another quote that you had found, uh, Greg, that pertains to the accomplices, uh, Carmen Best and Scoggins of SPD and SFD, respectively. Uh, Scoggins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. Best texts are gone for reasons we are still ascertaining, in quotes. <laughs> That's from the cops. <laughs> it's a real mystery, guys. And yeah, they love that word. Scoggins was locked out of his phone because of password issues. Oh, my and, God. And his text uh, couldn't be recovered. How do I open PDF, motherfucker? <laughs> um, that was, so that was quoted in The Stranger. Um, and that's from an aide to Pete Holmes, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, the thing about this is, like, look... This is one of these things where the the story here is like, ooh, man, you know, sometimes the cover-up is what gets you. It's worse than the crime. And the thing is, that sucks. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, people the are called... probably worse. That's yeah, why exactly. All, all this... <laughs> uh, that is the way people are talking about this. Like, oh, my God. They're, they're not following... Uh, rep- records request laws. They're flouting our transparency and sunshine laws. We love this rules. is like the, and people are going like, well, this is egregious. Like, finally, now can we recall Jenny Durkin? And it's like, will will, will you not call for her to step down now? Honestly, shut up. It doesn't like who gives a shit. <laughs> this is this is. It's funny that we're learning. They're trying it to cover funny, this stuff yeah. up because the shit they did in June is fucking criminal and they should be 
uh, run out of town like dodging rocks. And they know it. For this shit. And yeah. they know it. And but the thing is, like, honestly, real talk, like transparency, sunshine laws, mm-hmm. they're all stupid. They yeah, shouldn't it's exist. It's complete bullshit. Government should be completely opaque they should be able to have conversations that you don't get to know about and you should judge them on what they do not this fucking bullshit transparency shit is uh liberal nonsense to like confuse you like it doesn't this is this and this is a perfect example because what are we learning here look oh my god they're they they deleted the records because they knew eventually they could be subpoenaed uh, Mm -hmm. or or you know gotten out by public records request and now Oh my God! Yeah, they're going to be held to account for that by you know because for for this cover up, but yet we'll never know what actually happened. Yeah, and it's like, sorry, that's not, you didn't solve anything with your transparency laws with your records requests. Well, the nonsense of it all is that it relies on the person who has every incentive to not give you the information yeah. to hand it over. And shock of all shocks, they just never hand it over. Yeah, right? and it's like. Wow, that th- this fucking works great. And I mean, really, the only thing that could come out of this that would be like an actual positive. The smart thing to come out of this is if you're one of these mayoral candidates who probably isn't going to win and needs some uh, heat is to basically say, look, if you elect me mayor, I'm going to launch a criminal investigation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lock, lock her up. Lock her up. Lock her up. Honestly, that might get you past the primary. Dude, that Fuck. rule. Yeah. People hate her. Like, that might get you past the primary. Dude, I'm telling you, like, again. Get her ass. People, yeah. everyone hates her. Yeah. In this town, everyone. Yeah, everyone. yeah and basically just say, like, we're going to do. Her clients, yeah. her benefactors. <laughs> yeah. The right, the left, the center, regular, like, dumb people, everyone hates her, and she's a fucking criminal. Um, But the thing is, like, this whole thing that, the things they did that month, I mean, this is how impotent this shit is, okay? My God. Mm -hmm. They attacked protesters on uh, May 30th, right? They, like, out of nowhere, and then... That minutes later, the mayor's like, oh, the cops told me to uh, announce an immediate emergency curfew (laughs) effective yesterday. Yeah. Uh, So I did it. And so they could round up and beat whoever they wanted. Then they uh, they blocked a march going across Capitol Hill and proceeded to uh, lay siege to the neighborhood. Then absolutely bafflingly in one of the most like insane like uh sort of local happenings like municipal stories like in the last century the spd for no fucking reason uh no discernible reason just left the east precinct Mm -hmm. um and the reasons given are so fucking insane and so dark and so fucking evil and the and everyone was just able to go up in front of the press and go yeah and that's look, maybe, maybe like Watergate, uh, this will build and build and this will be a, a, a little building block that allows the, that gives the newspapers the only permission they know how to use to actually investigate something to actually <laughs> uh, throw fucking dirt in these people's faces. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe because the they these people have crossed this one fucking sacred line that the press knows how to do anything about maybe they will be able to actually continue to do the real journalism that matters and 
and actually print like the truth of what happened here eventually. That's not bad either. But like holding my breath. I I I know. Like yeah. but like Well, I mean people I think with the with the benefit of time, people have forgotten how insane most of that was. Like in those first like week or two, they literally were on national news like <laughs> they were firing tear gas canisters at reporters like reporting for MSNBC and CNN. Like I mean national news broadcasters with all their equipment, all their shit and everything like that were standing like in Cal Anderson Park and the police were literally firing at them. <laughs> like to the point they had to end their broadcast so they could leave. <laughs> and fucking nothing happened. And right? then uh Carmen Best went out and said you know, in an email and then in a press conference, like, this was not my idea. I didn't agree with this. Yeah. But the city uh, bowed to pressure from people. I mean, what the fuck does that even mean? Then the mayor came out, having just basically been accused by Carmen Best of ordering the cops out, which is totally ridiculous. <laughs> uh, didn't really deny that and just said, you know, uh, who knows how things happen? Who knows how things happen? How but then they both formed. eventually at other times said, well, you know, Carmen Best later said in other interviews, at least one interview said like, yeah, you know, I was against it. We, I wasn't a good idea. I didn't like it. But then we determined, you know, for officer safety, that's what we needed to do. And it's like, wait, 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 wait a minute. Yeah. So, so you, so you ordered it to happen. Um, and the thing is like, go back to like, look, there are, there's a reason the Seattle Times reporters mention the East Precinct thing because it is the real fucking like weird fucked up crime mm -hmm. here because like it goes against like they just keep spinning this bullshit and because the press has no like facts that they know how to go on because they can't just yeah. do they can't do like we are free to do here with uh, on our little podcast just like basic like uh, factual and moral analysis here. The cops said uh, erroneously bullshit that they had credible reports from the FBI that the precinct was uh, in danger of attack. Nonsense. But then what they're saying to you is because we thought that uh, the precinct was in danger of being, I don't know, att attacked in some way, we we left it. Not we stayed there to prevent uh, a dangerous crime of like arson or bombing from happening. <laughs> that would burn down an entire city block of apartment buildings. We left because we wanted it to happen. Yeah. That's what actually happened here. Whether it originated, I, I mean, there's a lot of evidence that it just originated with cops themselves because yeah. they were in such a tizzy, uh, like getting, getting all hopped up like they yeah. started fucking. Well, there's some speculation. So, I mean, the one thing that we do have to remind people about, too, is that this was not. Uh, this was not the police in, you know, Minneapolis uh, making the quick getaway running over their own fence. Right. They ordered in moving trucks like they had the National <laughs> they made Guard reservations. in. Yeah, they made reservations to move the precinct. Now, one of the speculations was that Mike Solon actually ordered all yeah. of it. And, you know, it would make sense why Jenny and Carmen don't want to have that come out that literally nobody controls the police but that's department the thing. anyway. That's what yeah. they're saying. Right. It's either either way. And the real villain here is really it's Carmen Best, because either way, yeah. that's yeah. why she has to say both things, because it's either you this sick fucking psycho ordered them to leave. So yeah, the to only show the possible reason, right, to you show know, the fucking neighborhood, yeah. hoping that it would be, they're saying, 
we thought it was going to be bombed or burned down. So we ran away so that that would happen. To punish the people who live there. Again, to burn down a city block. Thing. Or I have no, which we know to also to be absolutely true. I have no control over the idea that the city pressured the department to mm. leave is absolutely absurd that Carmen Best wouldn't be able to stop that from happening if Jenny Durkin wanted it to happen. Like, and also like uh, what, in anything else, in Jenny's life makes you think that she would do that. That's right. Insane. No, it, that's absolutely <laughs> bad because it's a fucking crazy thing to do. Yeah, it's yeah. only something that could come out of the minds of cops. But here's the other thing. I mean, if if Carmen Best really was against it and the city was pushing it, all you'd have to do is fucking float it to the press. Sure. Like like they do with all this shit. Yeah, yeah. They go by they go like police well, you know, perfectly... I just really don't agree with this idea that we yeah. should abandon the police department. Absolutely fucking lunatic that it came from the city. Police, it's total bullshit. Police leak information to the press all the time. Constantly. They they leak video I mean, they leak people's you know, criminal records after they murder them. Yeah. We like we know that the police are perfectly fine leaking information when they think it suits them. The fact that they haven't leaked anything about this means that they're involved. Like they yeah. are. I mean, this is the thing about the Seattle Times. Right? This thing about just pr the press in general, right? Is they're perfectly willing to speculate about things that they about people that have no power against them, right? Yeah. So they're willing to speculate about striking workers having some ulterior motive or whatever, right? But when it comes to actual things where I think there's plenty of fucking evidence that obviously something probably criminal went on <laughs> in this East Precinct thing and that it's obviously being covered up in a criminal way. They just can't bring themselves to say it. And it's like, it's at this point, it's a fact. I'm sorry. Like it's that something criminal went on and now they've engaged in criminal activity to cover it up. That is a fact at this point. <laughs> it is not a, you don't have to wait until that gets to court, right? Like yeah. to sit here and be like, huh, all the mayor's records have been deleted. <laughs> huh. So is Carmen Bess. Hmm. Huh. So is Scoggins. Well, I mean, I guess we really can't make any assessment look, of that situation. You know, in their I defense, mean, they would say, well, look, we are reporting this. And yeah, they are. And we're, it's we're good. just calling balls and strikes. <laughs> yeah, and it's, but like, it's like, that's fucking bullshit. That's I not know, what, but they're waiting. Look, is. they're waiting to build. They're waiting. To, they're trying to get this information. They've been trying to get this information yeah, for a year to build not this case. Get. And it's like. That is the that's the limp dick kind of press that we have. And it's <laughs> yes, you want you do need to get that information. But they're they believe they believe they were all raised to believe there's lots of other sort of uh, motivating factors there. But they're all they all yeah. have fucking all the president's men brain. You know, right. Like, yeah. you got it. You know, the, the sort of Brent, Ben Bradley sort of uh, well, line on the whole thing is like, well, you got to You got to take it slow. You got to build it. You can't attack. You know, it's like, well. Fuck off. Well, think, compare this to all the sensational stories they ran about the chop yeah, or the Chaz exactly. that were based off of like rumors Bullshit. they heard on Facebook. And from the cops. Like that. Yeah, or from Bullshit the police, from right? the cops, yeah. But, yeah. but see, that's why I think that it is possible that Jenny Durkin also wanted the precinct to be set set ablaze because at that time, at the very beginning of the protest, the first day maybe when some windows got broken, she was out there posting through it saying, look at all these disgusting freaks out there doing property these, damage. These men, this is so grotesque. Men. And this yeah. was, this was the liberal, <laughs> this was the liberal line also, right? That, that there's a place for peaceful protest. Yeah. And I think that what somebody warped enough like her might want to see 
just like Carmen Best and cops believe is that people will set it set it ablaze, yeah. right? Like it serves it serves her narrative as much as it serves theirs. Yeah, I I think that is too extra that it would be too brave a thought for someone like Jenny Durkin, who's a milk toast like but but she's fallen in line with the yeah. conservative I, and police like, uh, yeah, but like approach I, get, I, I get what Colin's saying but I, I think what would have happened is that Carmen Best or somebody else would have maybe pitched this to Durkin and then she just would have been like oh yeah okay you know, I just don't think she came up with it on her own. Like it, this is well, sure, this is I'm, from the police. I mean, yeah, that you know? could have happened too. But I, I thought from what I had heard was that Greg was positing that like Durkin would not have wanted this, and the city would not have wanted this. I, I think you mean it's like they wouldn't have come up with the idea. Okay, yeah, they, yeah. They, wouldn't, think, they wouldn't have been I like think, they wouldn't have been like, hey, I need you to abandon the East Precinct. Yeah, and Carmen Best like, yeah. but no, Jenny, we have a responsibility. <laughs> and Jenny's like, Fair no, enough. you bitch, you <laughs> get your fuck ass cops out of my Fair fucking enough. precinct. Yeah, yeah. which I, mean, I think is like too it, silly to if believe. If it was yeah. pitched like, to them to the city by the police department, you know, in some way that like in some cop like we have to like ascertain some bullshit like language that that the city like Karen Best just goes yeah okay like yeah we need to do this uh, curfew right now you know sure without really thinking about it just deferring to the cops maybe but I think that doesn't match up with the the stories that we're hearing that we've heard you know that this came this was this like wild telephone game that went through police like so from crosscut back you know a few days later two days before the Seattle Police Department abandoned its East Precinct. Assistant Chief Tom Mahaffrey, some fucking Irish ass name, sent <laughs> an email to officers pledging the department would not abandon its Capitol Hill building. I'd like to address a rumor I've heard that officers assigned to the East Precinct have been told to remove their personal belongings in preparation for an abandonment mm -hmm. of the building. Uh, reads the Sunday, June 7th email obtained by Crosscut. Let me state very strongly that this is not the case. It is a strong position of both Chief Carmen Best and myself that we will not abandon one of our facilities to those who are intent on damaging and destroying it. And I think this is just part of a litany of evidence that is like the cops all hopped up, you know, Mike Solon probably involved, got just feeling like really buying their own bullshit that they were in some kind of war. Like, and mm -hmm. like for, for this mind, this right wing psychopath death squad mind, like even like defeat is thrilling. Cause it means it's really happening. Right. Mm -hmm. Like having to pull back is dramatic. It's, it's, it's wild. Yeah. It's fun. It's like, wow, we have, we have to, I mean, all, yeah, all our worst fears are confirmed. Yeah. Well, exactly. And they got to like camp out and that school's parking lot pissing all over the school, which was fucking really cool. Um, you know, I mean, they were, they were doing it, man. It was, Vietnam was here, man. Not do paperwork for days. Yeah, going like, yeah, my be, computer man. not work, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, they probably, I, the other part of the story too, which has been just completely memory hold is that tons of guns and shit went missing mm -hmm. from the East yeah. Precinct. Yep. The cops all stole them. Yeah. Like, Along with a know? bunch of other shit. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. Amongst many other things. I mean, probably hundreds of thousands of dollars of equipment was just stolen out of the East Precinct by SPD. Something that apparently we're just never going to talk about, which is also very funny. Um, but like it, it's, I mean, the reason, yeah, the focus on the abandonment of the East Precinct is that it is like the keystone arch of, it's the, of the criminality that went on for months. I mean, but and, <laughs> and you know, and this is the thing. I get it. If you're the Seattle Times, if you have this sort of traditional liberal press like Watergate thing, you, you can't make the assertion that I make about it 
because there's just no that you have to make like you have to find the fire right you You have have to to find something and you can't just say what is very clear their desire was for the building to be firebombed and they wanted to back up and let that happen so that the city block would burn down that's what they wanted so that they could then go like be justified in anything and then be just because well, it would be fun for them that's all yeah. when also i think in their mind they thought that it might allow them to do live fire which is what they yeah. wanted to do oh, but Jesus. It, it is worth mentioning that at the time like you know many had gone down there and stuff at the time everybody on the ground at the time was like yeah they want us to go in there and burn the building down like so that they can come in and and like really yeah. mm-hmm. go to town on people which is why like, so no one went in the building yeah yep. i mean it really was this fascinating thing like everybody at the time knew exactly what happened it was not this is not a subtle event it's not a difficult to understand of it everybody knew what the game was and that's that's my frustration with the seattle times is that like this is not a deep mystery you have to parse. You literally have every element you need to the story you in just, your hands right now. You, just you do have not to have, have to keep waiting. There's not going to be a piece of paper that you're going to get that says time to do criminal activities at the East <laughs> yeah. Precinct. Yeah. Signed, Carmen they Best, Jenny Durkin, and Walton Scoggins. It. Carmen Best yeah. said, said many times, <laughs> we had credible threats against the building yeah. that it could be bombed or burned and that's why we left. And it's like, you just have to think that through. Yeah. Or report that she said. <laughs> you know? Right, like, right. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but they'll say that. Yeah. But the, it's always couched in this like, oh, it's this is cop doing. This is cop analysis. This is like cop doing what they had to do yeah. for cop safety. Like, yeah. And not like putting the pieces together. It's because yeah. this is. Yeah. It's one thing when it's like, oh, yeah, that's why I killed that person. Because, you know. I determined it was for the safety of time. This is like this multi-day planned event mm-hmm. where they they didn't do violence. They left. Mm-hmm. And that you should be, even if you're just like a pushover when it comes to when cops do do violence, like you should be able to fucking print, connect, make, connect the dots and print when they when they pull back and why. When you can connect it to other events, like um, when they blocked ambulances and stuff from getting into Cal Anderson yeah. and let people die. Like, I mean, they literally were engaged in activities that probably killed multiple protesters and that they were refusing to let people get to the hospital and stuff like that. I mean, that was all stuff they were doing. And the idea was obviously to punish the neighborhood. Right. They were doing those cops. They were convoys. gassing the whole neighborhood. Yeah. My God. After people they saw- in their homes, thousands yeah, of children, literally children. But even after the, the chop or the chaz was broken up, they were doing those cop convoys, which again have been totally memory hold and we don't talk about anymore, where they, like 20 cop cars would just drive up and down the block at 3 a.m. blasting their fucking yeah. sirens and shit like that. Literally just to terrorize the neighborhood. It's like just pure harassment of the neighborhood because they're pissed off that the neighborhood stood with the protesters. And I mean, honestly, look, this whole story is very easy to write. And you just put that picture of them with their concrete barrier wall up to protect themselves from, I mean, these people think everybody around them is the enemy well, and they have behaved look, accordingly. The propaganda in this country is so thick that yeah. it's easy that everyone, most people in America are trained to take a cop's reaction as evidence that, it was that serious that they had to do that. So yep. if you show a picture of the a wall in front of a police station, they must go, "Oh my god, that must be fucking yeah. uh, a- Beirut in the Ford fucking eighties. Like, there. yeah, this fucking <laughs> the fucking Alamo. Like the fucking savages in Seattle must just be wanting just have cop blood on their tongues, man. And 
you have to fucking print the truth yeah. to yeah. get around that. Like, but I mean, they're not again. What, what the fuck are we even talking about? But the only point of like bringing up this stuff as a, like a media criticism is that I honestly think like uh, transparency and sunshine discourse shit. Leave it behind. It's bullshit. It doesn't matter. What well, only works if you have an actual adversarial press or like any sort of power center that is adversarial to vested power in right in which, the city which, which means you don't, you don't so. but it, which is it's a little rule book <laughs> yeah. thing that doesn't matter it is not backed well, up any power if you which actually if you had, had that you wouldn't need the you sunshine wouldn't law. need the sunshine laws that's what i'm saying because if there was power <laughs> no. to actually you know uh, if the if some kind of there was working class power you would just say these people suck. They're evil. Look what yeah. they're doing. Guillotine. They're gassing a whole neighborhood, and yeah. you yeah. tell them to fuck off. You'd get rid of them. Mm-hmm. And so this. So I'm saying like, yeah. it uh, a better future does not include stronger sunshine laws. Sorry. Well, the thing is too is that what you're seeing is that you can write the strongest law in the book. Uh, all they have to do is just say, oh, sorry, phone didn't work, and yeah. oh, wow, you're a giant. Basically, the Sunshine Laws are like the, you know, F-22 of, you know, yeah. of laws, which is that like, oh, sorry, you got it in the air. It doesn't work up there. Yeah, I also <laughs> just don't believe in it in principle. Oh, function. Yeah. Well, the problem is it's like like everything, like any any law that protects people that do, don't have power, like in principle, it doesn't fucking work because they don't have power. And that's the thing. Like laws are not a fucking spell book. They're not right. enchantments yeah. that you can call out. Laws are enforced by people who have power. If it's not in their interest to enforce them, they're not going to fucking do it. Yeah. Right. Which is why this shit is fucking stupid. It's yeah. why it's stupid to get invested in it. Right. You're not going to write the perfect fucking law because you it doesn't fucking matter. Because, again, the Sunshine Law, in theory, every part of it's great. But what do you do when everybody in charge just says, fuck it, we're not going to do it. Right. And we're in that spot right now, which is nothing. You're going to do fucking nothing. No, what I mean, like what I think of is like the people you guys had on a couple of weeks ago who did all those requests to get uh, mm-hmm. the info on like which cops went to D.C. Like that's super rad that they did that. But yeah, no media has picked up their shit like no one. Care- and so it's like they can yep. say that they care about like, oh, we want to get like the the text from Jenny or this or that. But like there's fucking smoking guns right now that nobody mm-hmm. gives a shit about nobody's yeah. covering yep. so yep. exactly well and i mean you know yeah. uh, one of the funnier things that came out of this too is erica bardette mentioned in her twitter that she's like literally outside of even these dates like literally no request i have to the mayor's office ever gets fulfilled <laughs> and so i mean yeah I mean, this is the state of things right well yeah th- there was something i wanted to mention related to this um that you had touched alluded to brian earlier um which is that jenny has a history of doing this and she did this to scuttle the head tax yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, greg had a very similar rant and take on sunshine laws then <laughs> and to my knowledge nothing happened to jenny durkin yep. and they even had the smoking gun they had her text violating these laws it didn't matter yep. it was still yep. repealed I, yeah. She didn't face any repercussions. Well, She's think, still mayor. Like I said, I think what happened was that uh, this Chen woman the took the fall. Was, yeah, and that she got the slap on the wrist or whatever. And look, it clearly worked because here she is again. <laughs> yeah, that the hatchet <laughs> person. Yes. Yeah, here yeah. she is again taking the fall again, basically being like, "Oh, who knew?" Well, and this is—I I know we've been talking about this a long time, but this is the other funny layer to this to me, which is the story I I had mentioned earlier that I think came out today was that she has Jenny Durkin has three phones maybe 
And one of those phones had its policy set to delete text after 30 days. At least that's the technical explanation of why they're gone. Dude, there was some fucking nerd, uh, you know, with the Seattle Times... You know, put the story out. Some nerd in the response said, "Oh, this is very believable. Lots of people do this to save uh, storage on their phone." Shut the fuck up! Yeah. Like, I mean, how big a simp do you have to be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then it's there's this other layer that's funny, right? Which is that she's already done this before, already been caught before. She's a lawyer. She's yeah. a prosecutor. <laughs> if I happen to know a lot of lawyers. They will tell you a lot of things, but one of the things they will tell you uniformly is never write it down. Yeah. Yeah. And yet she persists to write yeah. it down whenever and wherever she can. Almost if she, as if she knows. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. Which is, it's kind of amazing. Yeah. Um, and there was one other thing that you had mentioned, Cassidy, about Durkin joining, uh, joining the band, joining the fold. Oh, of, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Like last year day, one of our friends, uh, he posted on Twitter. Um, and I don't know if like he got this notification. I think that what it was, was someone that he knew who was working, um, at city hall got the notification, um, that Jenny had joined signal. Um, And this was in like August of uh, (laughs) when all of this was happening. And so, you know, it's pretty close to that timeline. And so, yeah, he brought that back up today. Um, And it's just like an interesting factoid, you know. Do we know if that was just to communicate with uh, Glenn Greenwald about cancel culture? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. talking to Edward Snowden, I think. So but the tweet- yeah, I mean, like, using, like, encryption apps, like, as a public official, like, I don't think that's a thing you're supposed well, to do, so. It definitely says I'm doing uh, legal, not criminal things. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and as Greg and Brian were talking about, it, I'm sure it violates these sunshine laws yeah, because Signal sure. doesn't keep logs on yeah. their servers. Well, here's the thing: like they, she's she was using Signal and she's deleted these texts, and they all have because, like, the legal ramifications they're going to face for doing this are net or nothing, and the just basic public relations PR hit to their personal brands that would suffer from the actual truth of this coming out is bad, you know? Yeah. So, which tells, but but like we already know, like it's, we know what happened. We were there. Like I was personally gassed. Hey guys. Uh, do you remember when people thought Jenny Durkin was going to get a spot in the Biden administration? (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, That was me. Or run for uh, another term. I'll at least admit that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, that seems like a lifetime ago. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) That's actually wild. The thing too to uh, remember is that the I mean, this goes back to the sunshine law thing, but the the natural position of any like group in power, right, is is secrecy, right? And like to that point, there's literally like files regarding Lincoln's assassination that you can't access to this day, right? There's files regarding the investigation of Zachary Taylor's death that you can't, hmm. that you can't access. Today. And the thing is, I guarantee you, there is nothing in there that's important or like that actually everybody who could be affected is dead. I think we can all agree on that, right? There's nothing of impact in this. But it's just kept secret because that's the default, right? And uh, so it's one of those things of 
I mean, get back to the media criticism thing. As a reporter, you have to assume these people are withholding information from you and that they're lying to you about it. And part of what was so, like, jarring about hearing the Seattle Times especially talk about the story about KUW and others is that they were at least reporting it with the the idea that they were genuinely surprised by all this. Yeah. And, it's, <laughs> and it's like, how could you be surprised about the fact that they obviously were covering up everything they did those months, right? Because... Like, if you were there, if you remember, as a lot of us well, were, they carried water was, for them. Yeah, it was unbelievable. It was like the stuff that was happening just in the day. That first that first attack, right? The very first mm-hmm. like big event that they attacked. They we were there. tweeted to people. Yeah, we, we walked we, right by. We, when it started. We, we were looking right at it when they SPD, the mayor's office literally tweeted to people, bring your families. The police will have water for you. And then they just maced people's children. Yep. <laughs> that is so fucking insane. And it is amazing that that isn't just but no one every day. Run with. But you know? Seattle Times isn't going to run with yeah. that narrative. Yeah. They'll like no. sprinkle the various facts that happened yep. in there, but they're not going to paint that fucking picture, yeah. which they've carried water all through this. They have carried water for Carmen Best, especially. Oh, yeah. My God. The, the, she would sit there and just tell bald faced lies. Abs- to them. Lie about I mean, being in the room at press conferences. Yeah, she would literally say, I'm not in the room make and then Jenny- walk across the camera. <laughs> it was fucking unreal. And the press would literally say nothing about it. It was insane. And she literally said, I was against it. I didn't think we should leave. I fought, yeah. fought it, but you know, we determined it was necessary for officer safety to leave the East Precinct. That is a sentence. She's, I don't know if that was like a slip up in her fucking. Uh, yeah. plan for this but like we've played that clip on this show and it's and no one was like wait those are two different things yeah <laughs> yeah like like maybe i think it's a bad idea further. but now i'm defending it and saying it's good in the same sentence yeah. like we had it was necessary uh police work we did or like this is a big story uh carmen best said this very revealing thing i should probably ask her about it every time i get you know every chance i get but no you know, I mean, it, yeah, someday we should do a, just a whole wrap up of that. Those months. I mean, it really was insane. I, I think mean, it, we, I think a lot yeah. of it's just been memory hole because nobody talks about it anymore. Like, we kind of just did. Dude, there's so much more. Oh my, you, of course. You, yeah. I mean, you're forgetting the covering the badge numbers and the back and forth. I mean, on that. Every, I mean just hilarious. Dude. This is one last thing related to policing. So I'm just going to hand that over to our policing expert. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is just to put a button on everything we've been talking about and all the events of that day and the kind of uselessness of all our official sort of uh, means of redress is, you know, the, o- the OPA did find uh, several police officers of, you know, in dereliction of duty uh, for firing tear gases, like, directly at children and things like that, uh, for basically the events that happened at Cal Anderson Park that we were just talking about, and uh, Police Chief Adrian Diaz, uh, Adrian Diaz literally just stepped in and said, uh, no, actually, no, and just threw it away, and everybody's like, well, what does that mean? I mean, like, what's the point of the OPA? The police chief can just throw it away, and it's like, yeah, no shit. What's the point of the OPA? Like, it's literally window dressing. Yeah. But just to put a little button on this whole thing of like, all this is bullshit. All the things that you think protect you are bullshit. Yeah. Yep. And well, we should probably just mention that uh, Chief Best has a history of doing the same thing. Of so it's not. Yeah, it's yeah. not some new. Yeah. This. Is, thing, yeah. This is not a new turn that's yeah. happened. Yeah. All right. Or, well. The catchphrase of 2020 is that sucked, right? Or <laughs> yeah. what's, what's the new one? Okay. So we wanted to remind you that on the other side 
of this side of paradise is our Patreon where you can find all kinds of horrors and funny things for a mere $5 a month. We don't have uh, Jenny's text messages, but Yet. we did get a subscription to her OnlyFans. Yeah, we'll be discussing. we got the nudes. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> Last week, we we gave you the week's uh, subscriber Patreon episode. We we dangled it out for, for you. For free. And you listened. For free. Um, thank you for listening. But that is, you know, there's more content uh, like that and other types of content on the Patreon. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff out there. So go check it out and I guess we will see you next week bye bye, bye. bye.